0: It's the Crush 92.5, up and Adam in the morning here. It's eight forty eight. Whatever. It's Monday. I had a big weekend. I don't care. What's up, guys? Alchemist <laughs> Garden up? in the house. Morning. <laughs> hey, um, you, I saw you guys at the Amy Butler roast yesterday. That was a lot of fun, huh? Yes. Man, <laughs> they, that is a great venue for sure. I love Terra Mia Vineyards and uh, I love Amy Butler. It was fun. Did you guys hear my roast the first? We did. Was I? Let me ask you, Alex, because you're a lady. <laughs> was I too much? Was I too? It was.
1: It was something. (laughs) I was like,
0: "Whoa, he's going
1: for it." It was
0: awesome. I enjoyed it. You enjoyed it, Andrew? (laughs) (laughs) I'll go back to Andrew then, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was pretty funny. It was good. And like, I don't know. It's like it's a roast, right? And you know, and it wasn't like I got super personal, but yeah, it was a little bit. You know, I got a little a couple (laughs) dirty jokes, whatever. It's a roast. So I uh, know it was great. It was all for the cancer support community, which is a great organization. We love them and Candace and the team there. Um, so Alchemist Garden is in studio. They are participating in the Mac and Cheese Fest, which is happening Saturday, June 18th, Avalon Beach, the Mac and Cheese Fest dot com. So when we uh, left you guys a few minutes ago, we were talking, um, really about the cocktails and obviously Andrew, you, Tony, I mean, you guys came. Uh, With your cocktail acumen, like an overdrive, and uh, we really wanted the the Alchemist Garden to be known, not just for the food, but like, hey, this is where we're going to be leading the the way here in in craft cocktails.
2: Yeah, I mean, we definitely like to drink, so we figure if uh, we're going to do that regardless, we might as well try to share that love with other people. What's going on in like the realm of craft cocktails?
0: I mean, are we lighting uh, (laughs) stuff on fire still? I mean, you got this beautiful chalice in front of us, I know like the vessels are an important thing. So kind of what, uh, I know smoking, I see a lot of people do smoking
2: in different ways. Uh, what, what's, what's going on of late? You know, the cocktail scene has been continuing to grow and evolve for the last 20 years. We saw that modern revitalization kind of turn back out what we've seen grow today from the early 2000s. Uh, there's been a couple of really incredible minds that have contributed a lot of knowledge and passion back to it that's fueled people like ourselves to wanna, you know, learn more and share more. And aesthetically, people love the show. Um, you mentioned smoking. Smoking can be done in a multitude of ways, an empty glass for a show and a little bit of aromatic to an entire cocktail where you're gonna actually have some of those flavors lingering throughout the sip. So I remember when I was
0: judging this one thing at Get Crafty and you were working for Allegretto at the time, Andrew, yeah. and you had like this Allegretto pillow. Oh yeah. Do you remember this? You had like a pillow that you like gently pushed, and like blue smoke.
3: It was sick. I've never thank seen anything like that. You. Yeah, that was a little bit of a lavender smoke, and I took a pillowcase, and then I took a... Uh, essentially, it was a Ziploc bag, and I shoved it in the pillowcase, poked a couple of holes, so when you set the cocktail in there, all the ar- aromatics would release. It's crazy. Yeah, it was pretty fun. You guys are coming up with all kinds of stuff. I love it.
0: And this is... and, and, and I imagine when you order a drink at Alchemist Garden, Tony, it's like, you know... Uh, it's it's a it's a to do right. I mean, some of these drinks have a lot of preparation, and then probably a lot of like
2: um, execution. Yeah, uh, the days of the vodka soda are numbered. Yeah, <laughs> no, but they're not. But the craft cocktail scene has definitely developed into something that is more of a show. Like people love that quality of the ingredient. You can go to ten bars. We say this all the time, and order ten different cocktails that are all the same drink, like an old fashioned. But the drinks themselves are different. Mm-hmm. The recipes are different. The production technique. Uh, so this is where we get to take those creative liberties to try and create something that when people take their first sip or they take a look at it and you see those showy elements like we eat with our eyes, right? Wine and food industry has taught us this forever. When we see something that looks appetizing, sometimes you don't even smell it before you're salivating because you're just like, damn, mm-hmm. amazing. What is it about craft? Car- I mean, sometimes, you know, you can have all this kind of. You
0: know, showboating, and I love this kind of aspect where we be a lot of creativity that's, you know, enveloped into the cocktail. But it was sometimes you just want, like, I just want a Manhattan. And when you, when someone orders a Manhattan, how important is it to like still dial in those classics? Or is there still maybe a, a little bit of a, just kind of a signature to a classic? Like, say, I mean, to me, I love Manhattans.
2: That's mine, you know, or like you mentioned old fashions. I would say that's probably one of the most important parts of bar training when you become a bartender is the fundamental classics. Uh, the classics are some of the most limited ratio of ingredients. So your execution and type of ice, the prep technique, how long it sits, the dilution rate, those are so key to ensure your balance is on that something like you say that's simple like a Manhattan, in our eyes, is actually one of the more complicated drinks to create because the type of vermouth you're using might mean one needs three-quarter ounce versus one needs an ounce. So right. it's not just a Mr. Potato Head style deal where you right. replace one thing with another. So you have to really start refining palate. So we do try to focus a lot on making sure that those are consistent because once you have a good base of fundamentals, now you can start creating the ones that are unique to your place. Yeah.
0: Andrew, someone asked me the other day and I didn't know how to answer them because I thought I heard this answer too, but I don't remember it. How, how do you get ice like completely clear? Have um, you heard that? I mean, sometimes the, you know, no, normal ice in your house yeah. will get clouded and it's
3: like a white when, when it freezes. Yeah. Yeah. You guys gotta slow down the freezing temperatures. Um, so, essentially, you don't want to freeze it right away. You want to kind of work your way up. And the slower you freeze water, the more clear you'll get it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was wondering how they... Because some of these things, you see these ice things, and they're, like,
0: chiseled, and they're, but they're, like, completely clear. Yeah. Alex, do you have any idea what you guys want to do for your uh, mac and cheese, for the Mac and Cheese Fest? How much of it are we keeping close to our chest and how much are we divulging at this point?
1: So um, we do have an idea. We're definitely gonna do a pairing. So whatever goes well with the mac and cheese, we're gonna create a cocktail around it. Um, And we know that it's gonna be uh, some sort of dietary friendly, because that's our concept in the restaurant to keep it clean. So most likely it's gonna be a very clean, unique, um, almost healthy.
3: Mac and cheese. Oh, my gosh. Wow, yeah. I can't wait. <laughs> Almost. Almost all, yeah, yeah, it is still mac and cheese. mac and cheese. It'll be uh, calorie-free. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we're going to let you smell it, not eat it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Right, you can't touch it. Uh, Saturday, June 18th, com. Eddie, how have you uh, been liking meeting this team? How long have you been at Alchemist Garden? And and what are some of the things you like about,
4: about working in this outfit here? So, I mean, I've been working with them for about more than four years now oh wow alexander and quinn yeah um tony i got to meet him right now i work in alchemist so i've been working at alchemist since the beginning oh cool very very start yeah and i mean i love i love everything that they bring to the table i learn from them every day so i everything i know i it's thanks to them that's so cool so i really appreciate everything they've done for me and so i'm to return my thanks and everything, I <laughs> just tried to do the most I can do to that bar.
0: What is, like, the biggest pain in the ass to hear from us coming up to you at a bar? You know, like, here's this great craft bartender, and we wanted to get the best out of what you're able to do. What are some of the things that, like, I, I or someone can do when they come up to you to help you, to not be a pain in the ass? To really, you know, to give you the best shot at giving me the best drink, and then, you know, in return, it's a good relationship that way.
4: So, I mean, I, I rarely get mad at anybody. Yeah. At that bar so I mean I love when people can be creative so I love to be creative mm-hmm. that's, how, that's when all of me comes out yeah so I honestly the first question I will ask you because I will ask questions uh, before they ask me questions i like to ask them questions yeah so I can already read the people before, for sure beforehand and that helps me a lot behind that bar because I, I take control of the situation things like that so I mean I'll go where where the palate is at so first first of all I would just pick a spirit. Because some people don't like vodka. Some people don't like gin. Mm-hmm. So we pick a spirit and then we go from there. And then how would you like it? Would you like it tart? Sweet? Your your flavor? It's, it's. I mean, you know yourself. Yeah. That's uh, the, some, some, of, some of the questions that I ask. And then just to make my job easier. Too.
0: Yeah. Must be fun to do what you do in a place where we're creating so many really cool local spirits. Local spirits, yeah. I a lot of it. local stuff. I love
4: that. I yeah. love that. I mean, I love everything I do. I try to always use local spirits. So yeah. You guys get- making a lot of like your own um
0: uh, shrubs and we make uh, yeah and, cordials, we make yeah.
4: literally all kinds of syrups behind that bar. Everything's right. going to be freshly squeezed, everything's going to be freshly made and then we t- take really good pride about that. Yeah. So not many bars can do that for you. Totally. Um
0: we're going to come back with our friends from Alchemist Garden they're participating in the Mac and Cheese Fest. Not only will you be getting a chance to uh, taste their incredible cocktails. I mean like there's to I mean it's so incredible what these guys are doing with the the craft cocktail scene. And how I used to love going to Andrew at Allegretto and seeing Alex there, and then love going to Tony at 1122 or wherever he was at. And now to have all these like great minds together at Alchemist Garden where they're all partnering up to put something incredible on. So uh, we'll come back. We'll do. Uh, they're going to put something together for us here. We'll talk all about it. It's Up and Adam in the morning here on The Crush. Up and Adam. Thanks for being Up and Adam in the morning. It's The Crush 92.5. You never realize how, like, addicted you are to your phone until you forget it at home one morning? I keep going for my phone. Alex's phone, I mean, yeah, uh, uh, his phone's near me. I'm sorry, yeah, um, Andrew's phone's near me. I almost just grab it, just, like, check his text messages or, like, just so I can, like, visit some phone, play Wordle on his phone. Uh, what are we going to put? We got Alchemist Garden studio. Give you guys a hand because you guys have so many more hands than I do. <laughs> Alchemist Garden in Paso Robles. They're right there on, uh, what is that, Pine and uh, 12th, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pine and 12th Street. These guys killing it in the old uh, Via Creek location. They've been there for several years. It's been several years now, Alex.
1: Yeah. It's we've been, been uh, these July is two years.
0: That's so cool. Super fast. Yeah. What are you putting together, Mr. Tony Bennett? Oh. <laughs> We're making a
2: cocktail. Just a little booze.
0: <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, probably could use it after this weekend. I need a little hair. Yeah. Of the bag. Good Lord. So um, what we're doing, this is one of the cocktails that are probably on the menu at Alchemist Garden.
2: It is. So oh, yeah. uh, this is called the Alchemist Gold. Yeah. Uh, it's a good example of one of our infused beverages. Uh, we do a lot of house infusions. It was one of the revitalized ideas when the cocktail scene kind of uh, started coming back. So we do a five-day dry run with raw cacao nibs and a bottle of bon bourbon. So it's a hunter-proof bourbon. Uh, that gives a really nice extraction of those natural antioxidants as well as the uh, natural chocolate notes that come from it without actually adding sugar. And then instead of using a turbinado or molasses-based sugar like a lot of old-fashions have, we use a creme de banane. So it's kind of tropically inspired, a uh, little bit of Angostura bitters, and then the drink itself is usually going to be finished with an orange peel. And we are going to cold smoke the entire thing. So I'm setting this up a little bit differently than you'll see it at the restaurant, but it's going to taste just as good at this time of day. I do promise you that, Adam. So, what is that gun you're holding?
0: This is... Do it over here. Like, can you turn it towards me a little bit so I can see it? What? Oh, my gosh. Look at that. I got a little video here. Hold on. Whoa, you're smoking that thing out, bro. That's so cool. <laughs> and it's... Yeah.
2: Vaporizer smoke. Yeah, the, uh, the smoking guns are really cool toys. Uh, they're kind of pricey, so you don't see them floating around all the time, but... It uses a coil, uh, to essentially heat the same way that a vape pen will be doing. Okay. Um, but it allows you to use the natural, uh, extraction process of different flavored aromatics. So it's really cool for cocktail and food usage. And then as we cold smoke, uh, it allows the smoke to begin infusing to the alcohol because the fat solubility of it, it binds to those esters. And now you're going to taste the smoke through the drink instead of just smelling it or seeing it. <laughs> So it's a multiple part, and I'm going to pass this around to Andrew so you can open this. Oh, shoot, okay. Because that's for you, my friend.
0: So is this what you'll do? You'll, like, you'll put one of these things on their table
2: side, table side? Yep. And then they get to open it? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, we, oh, uh, we'll boy. set it down. We usually only infuse for about 30 seconds because it happens pretty quickly, and it's fairly <laughs> potent. But as you taste and smell those Stop initial it. couple of... uh smells like for the season for winter, we had a cinnamon bark smoke. So it was more those baking spices that you would expect from Trabago and regions uh, like Trinidad. And that's one of the components that really plays with the flavors on it. And then right now we're moving more towards a traditional smoke and hickory profile. But as you taste the drink, it's going to drink like an old fashioned, but it's going to have the nuanced notes that you would expect from more of a tropical drink without the sugar.
0: So the smoke works the same way, even though Like it's not hot. Is that a stupid question?
2: Like It's not smoke coming from combustion. Correct. There's no carcinogens because we're not using live flame. That's one of the advantages to the coil. The smoke itself can be a little hotter here, but by pressing this through into the box, you're getting more of an interaction of the cold smoke. If we were putting wood chips inside that box and charring them with a torch, which we've done for certain drinks, you will get a little bit more of that like resiny charred component because those carcinogens are being released by a direct flame yeah. versus a coil, which is simply heating the oil and turning it to a vapor smoke. Yeah, um, This is just a cleaner way for our guests, for our staff, for you as a patron, for us yeah. as bartenders. It's also a little simpler and faster. So you get to drink sooner.
0: Yeah. Cause I remember like, I remember, you know, years ago, like you'd see like the cedar plank and somebody may just light that for like 30 seconds, put your glass upside down on it. And, but you're right. It's not, it's a not a porous vessel.
2: So I don't know how much. It's so interesting. That's really, really cool. Yeah. That's when you start diving into the details and we're fairly detail oriented. So if you're talking about something like that, there's a different flavor profile you're going to get from that. So you cannot simply replace charring a piece of wood with this. You're really kind of fine tuning what you're chasing from it. There's still drinks that I would love to use a, a wood plate for. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, we have our friends from Alchemist Garden here. They're participating in the Mac and Cheese Fest. You can go to themacandcheesefest dot com for tickets. The event, like always, will completely sell out. It's going to be so much fun. I remember last time you were doing cocktails at the Mac and Cheese Fest, Tony, uh, with your last place. I mean, you had quite a you had quite a scene. That you had a line longer than some of the restaurants doing mac
2: and cheese. Yeah, I went really weird with that one. Yeah. I remember uh, taking a sharp cheddar and gouda blended it together and then dehydrated it and turned it into a powder for the drink. So it was oh, like a cheese margarita.
0: I was, was wondering weird. if there's a way to do like a fat wash or something to make like but would it even be good though like a mac and cheese whiskey or a.
2: I don't even know. Is, is there <laughs> anything to that or is there like I don't know. Maybe the way you did it was probably best. I don't know. I mean you can fat wash anything. There's there's definitely fat in cheese. Uh, yeah. There's also dairy so that's a different complexion of flavor you're going to be getting right. uh, from that but you can't fault it. I can say we are toying with a couple things that you would read on paper and go, there's no way that's going to work. Really? They're, they're Anything you to. can divulge on the air? Uh, well, we've got a neutral grain play. We have a whiskey play. And we have a rum play. Okay. Um, they are all, I think, good in their own respect. But mm-hmm. to complement things properly, we're also still fine-tuning the food side. Uh so while that like mac and cheese component is what the festival's for, we can't really round the drink out until we have the mac and cheese finalized. And that <laughs> takes some time.
0: From a craft like mixologist standpoint, I'm kinda curious with all of you, uh what is the spirit most fun to mess with? Is it is it whiskey, is it rum? Is it vodka? Uh Tony, you go first and I'll ask Eddie and, and Andrew.
2: Mm. I would say the one that's the most fun for me is always the one that I'm least comfortable with in this season. Yeah. So whatever's gonna bring the most challenge and I'm gonna have to work the hardest to make a drink is gonna be the one I'm most satisfied with. So currently, since gin's very in, working with something with like a big spice driven like brandy at the moment is probably the direction that I would lean towards. Uh-huh. That's interesting. What do you think, Eddie? Same same I
4: think the same thing. I think taking a risk all the time. So I mean for me it's probably gonna be rum. Yeah. Um, so Lot.
0: But if you if you get like the bartender roulette thing, and let's say I do some bartender roulette, and maybe you know like not to not to be a a bad customer, but what if I don't like it? Is that like a real pain in your ass? You're like, come on, you asked me to do something, I did it, and now you're saying you don't like it. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to waste your booze, but it, it, is that kind of like if I take a bartender roulette, should I just like shut my mouth and enjoy it, or 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 do I have the freedom to say? You know, Eddie, I like the way you tried this, but it's just not my
4: thing. And then, like I said before, like again, that goes where you have to ask questions. Yeah. If you don't ask questions, then you're pretty much making something blind. Yeah, that's blind tough. That, sure. For the person you're making that cocktail, so always ask questions. And that's yeah. The best way. So I've never gotten a drink returned. Wow. But that's again, you gotta ask questions. Totally. Later on, it's always going to be a hundred percent.
0: Good point. Would I would just feel too bad returning, so that would be really weird. Uh, Andrew, what do you think? What is
3: uh, your um. Kind of favorite spirit to just work with. Um, I like doing. I mean, I personally like whiskey, so I like to mess with whiskey. Mm-hmm. But I think that the easiest spirit to work with is probably gonna be vodka. It's like a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. So essentially, when an artist is painting something, vodka is your blank canvas. You could essentially do anything with it, and really bring out the flavors of. Any component that you want to add into that cocktail, sure. Yeah, yeah. And um, as far as the drinks being returned, you know, I have one rule: I'll make you a drink if you don't like it, I'll drink it, you know, and then I'll get you something else. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. That sounds good. Yeah. Right? Yeah, then I don't
0: feel bad. So far it hasn't
2: worked <laughs> out for me. <laughs> yeah. or has it? <laughs> right. I think it has.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alchemist Garden Studio. Okay, we're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about mocktails next because I know this is a, a piece of the industry. And of the puzzle that is becoming more and more popular. Um, some of these, so I think back in the day, mocktails were just kind of any kind of cocktail that didn't have booze in it. But now what they're doing is you're literally tasting booze. Well, it will taste like you got whiskey in your cocktail, but there is no alcohol. We'll talk about that when we come up. Alchemist Garden is in the studio, up and Adam in the morning on the crush, talking about the mac and cheese fest, the mac and cheese fest.com. You're
1: up and Adam in the morning.
0: It's up and Adam in the morning. What's going on? It's a uh, nine. 34. It is Monday. Look at this. Look at this. My name is Adam until By the way, I appreciate you having some of your morning uh, with me here. It's up and Adam in the morning. Alchemist Garden is in studio. We have the lovely Alex. We have the little less lovely, but still lovely. Uh, we have Andrew Bruin. Uh We have a little less lovely than Alex, but still lovely. Tony Bennett. And I am just meeting the lovely
3: Eddie. Eddie in the house. So this is good. We go. We're, we're talking about the next thing, Andrew. What's up, my man? Uh, the next drink here we're working on, so we do a Zodiac series. So every Zodiac, we like to release a cocktail that kind of pairs with the personality. You're talking like, the, like an astrological sign. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing the Taurus season right now. All right. Uh, so this cocktail was essentially created to pair with the Taurus personality, which is so interesting to me. Yeah. So your parent, this is genius because it seems like
0: because a lot of people they'll do they'll do memes, mm-hmm. be like, oh my god, this is so Taurus, or yeah, like, yeah. oh my god, I'm so. <laughs> and I'm more of like, oh, it's fun. Like I'll, I'll go to like the New Times and I'll look at my horoscope for fun, then I forget it in ten seconds. Or, yeah. but honestly, to me, in my opinion, you could show me probably your horoscope and I would probably go like, oh my god, that's so me. Who knows? Yeah. But it's so interesting, and I imagine a lot of people really love to have. A cocktail paired
3: with their sign. Oh, yeah. They love it. They really just go crazy for it. And uh, we do a little bit of homework. You know, we do have to do our homework. And we read and figure out personality traits and what people like, what wow. they don't kind of like. Who's the yeah. most, out of the four of you guys here from Alchemist Garden, who is the most into, I I'm think I'm,
0: I may peg you. Alex, who's the most into astrology?
1: It's really Quinn. Actually, it's is Quinn. Is it Quinn? Yeah. yeah it's Quinn. It's oh, okay. Cool. It's Quinn.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. How funny. <laughs> it's Quinn for sure. It's <laughs> yeah. all which, about this Which astrology. is Tony's sweetheart, who's not here today, but we do miss Quinn. So, so, um, so she's the inspiration for this. She loves the astrology. So, what are we putting together here for?
3: Uh, what is it? Today? What is it now? Taurus. Uh, Taurus. It is Taurus. Okay. Yeah. Good. So essentially, this is um, a paper plane meets uh, sour. Okay. Yeah, so it's going to be a little bit of a twist to it. We're doing a butter-washed rum. We have falernum in there, which is all-spice, a little bit of caramel, Aperture, which is a bitter orange liqueur, Uh, citrus, and uh, eight white. And we're actually topping this off with popcorn. Oh, my gosh. Stop it. Are you? Okay, so Taurus
0: natives have a strong desire for social and corporate stability. They have a strong desire for extravagance. Like, who doesn't? Contentment, who doesn't, and great things come on, which can lead to intense neediness. Interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah. Taurus natives, like the bull who represents their sign, are prone to anger, but once enraged, they can be terrifying. Wow! Don't mess with a Taurus, huh? Yeah. Wow. Cool. So when you're thinking of you, you probably are like researching, like you said you're researching... Yeah, those are horns, right? (laughs) When you're researching these, you're kind of trying to put something together that's going to match maybe this personality. That's pretty interesting. I have never heard of any, you
3: know, kind of mixologist doing this. That's so interesting. So what are you putting together, my friend? What what is the paper plane again? Uh, Paper plane is going to be Aperol, Mauro Nonino, Citrus, and Whiskey. So instead of the Whiskey, we're going to be doing Rum. Mm -hmm. Um, We have, instead of the Aperol, we're doing Aperture, which is a Italian liqueur, yeah. A little more, uh, it's a little sweeter, a little bit softer. Okay. than an yeah. And then it has a little bit of caramel. And then we're doing the citrus, the eight white, and falernum, which is allspice. That's where the bull is. Wow, you know, allspice.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are your, um, what are your? You could check that up. Don't worry about it. Check it up if you got it. What are your, um, what does your bar look like at home? Is your bar, I mean, like, is it pretty nuts or is it pretty, I talked to some chefs who, you know, have this great kitchen and make some great meals, but when they get home, it's like, you know, it's, it's not, look, we'll do this at work. But what about, I oh, love it. <laughs> what is, is your bar at home pretty incredible, Alex?
1: It is, it is way too big. We have too many things there.
0: Yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you tell Alex often, um, do you tell Andrew often like honey, make go make me some. I'm feeling XYZ.
1: Yes. Uh we'll definitely do when we have our days off and we're doing like things in the garden in, the, in our patio, he definitely gets creative and then we have a bunch of we grow our own like herbs out there. So we have like Thai basil and no like, way, sages fine. and stuff. So he just grabs some stuff and actually make a batch of cocktails for us to yeah. get through get through the day, I guess.
0: What is your situation at home, Tony Bennett? Oh, my God, that is some precise pouring. Andrew's pouring into a little teeny spout in a little teeny bottle out of a, out of a shaker. And it has spilled zero drops. I hope I don't jinx you. And he's got it <laughs> like six inches above. That's pretty crazy. That's some F. McClintock-ish right there. You know, like where they pour the water on your head and they don't spill any? Um, what does what your bar
2: situation look like at home Tony Bennett? Pretty nuts? <laughs> yeah, it's a little little bigger than it really needs to be. A little out
4: of hand. <laughs> Eddie, what about you? On the progress to get it bigger than I need to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You can <laughs> have half up, of
2: ours. everything.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Funny story about our at home bar, real quick. Um, I had a gentleman who came over and gave, was giving me a quote on solar panels. That's as- super Earth Earth, Day of you. Yeah, yeah. We're trying to be a little more Earth conscious here. And as he's doing that, he could not stop talking about the bar. He was just so distracted by the bar that he forgot to sell me solar panels. <laughs> that must be that good.
0: Okay, so you have almost like akin to like a Chinese takeout little white cardboard thing, and then you have a drink inside of it, and then you have paired. So is this what? Is this how you serve it at the restaurant? Yeah, yeah. exactly how we serve. Unbelievable! It. Look at that. Here, Alex, you get eat all the popcorn. Thank you. What are your, What are you charging people for all this stuff? Because this is like wait. Like again, we, we joked about you know the vodka tonic earlier. What, what
3: are we selling these for? How much does that drink go for at the bar? Uh, this one goes for a little bit more. You know, it's a bigger cocktail. Yeah. Um, and then it's being paired with the popcorn. So I believe this one's just around $20 for this one. Cool. And it does come with the collector's Zodiac card. Nice. Look at that. Let me take a picture of that. Got it. Andrew's so nice.
0: I forgot my phone at home today. So I'm like literally using Andrew's phone for everything I do today. Maybe just set it right on that, yeah. And then I'll take a couple pictures of it. That's really beautiful. So you you got it really if you want to go. I imagine a lot of people are kind of visiting you for, say, like the um the birthday party, the you know, the special occasion, because you, you got some really out of the box kind of things to do that, you know, kind of almost embody like a special occasion type
3: thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. People come in for birthdays. Uh they love all the Zodiac series, cocktails, they like to see what we created. And it's fun to go somewhere to celebrate yourself, essentially. Heck yeah. Yeah. This is incredible. Look at that. this pop. I
0: can't even believe it's all to post these on the Crush Instagram and on mine. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to hang out, uh, wrap up with our friends from Alchemist Garden. They are per uh, performing. They're participating in the Mac and Cheese Fest. This happens uh, Saturday, June 18th in Avila Beach. The event will totally sell out, so I encourage you to go to vmacandcheesefest.com. Before we go to break, can I do we know what we're pouring at the Mac and Cheese Fest? I know that Alex and you guys were a little bit keeping the recipe of the mac that you're doing because you guys are doing both under wraps a little bit close to our chest, but can we talk about the cocktail
2: that we're doing perhaps? I think we can allude to a couple of things. Okay, go ahead. Um the biggest challenge is that we have all these wonderful brains Involved in our project. And everybody has a slightly different idea of what we're chasing. So it really is coming down to a battle of the minds. Myself, I'm a sucker for rum. you know. Me too. It's, it's been one of my favorite spirits for a long time. You so love tiki. I really you love tiki. There. I mean, I got branded as tiki Tony because I, I couldn't stop doing tiki cocktails in any bar I worked at. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of stuck. Um, and I love a couple of very specific spirits from Plantation. So I've been working closely with that brand recently and they have really enjoyed coming to the bar so we've been seeing a little bit uh them. I know Andrew's a huge whiskey fan so I think that's the direction that he's been leaning in and whiskey's hard to not love and it's even more impressive when you can take it on a day like June 18th in Avila that's going to be it's going to be hot yep. if, you can, if you can do a whiskey cocktail that pairs with mac and cheese yep. and people enjoy that that blows everybody's mind like I think that that's just a testament to the quality of the bartender but I think outside of that the proprietary stuff that we're doing with them right now, we're keeping kind of close to home. Okay, very there's a good. lot of good cocktail bars around. We can't give too much away. we were at that Amy Butler roast. We all saw each other yesterday, and the Hatch
0: was there. And they had a they had a whiskey based cocktail. It was great. It I don't was know really if good. you had it
4: too. It was really good. It was good.
0: It was really really good. Really refreshing. When you can do that, when you can have that balance, I feel you. All right, nine forty three. We're gonna come back, wrap up with our friends from Alchemist Garden. They're in Paso at Pine and Twelfth, doing it real big with some great food, healthy food and some great mixed cocktails. We're gonna talk mocktails coming up, which I know are blowing up, and continue talking about the Mac and Cheese Fest, the macandcheesefest.com. Up in Adam in the morning. To bring up an Adam in the morning. It is the Crush 92.5, it's 9.52. And I'm uh, feeling good with my friends here at Alchemist Garden, they're from Paso. They're on 12th and Pine, and really doing some fun stuff with uh, craft mixology, uh, mocktails, things that have zero alcohol in them at all. And really dealing with my friends that I've known for many, many years, like Andrew Brune, uh Alex is here. or I just got a, meet, a chance to meet Eddie. It was super cool. I'm really into Eddie. He's awesome. And look at the Was there any better sound than that? A shake and then that pour. And then the one and only Tony Bennett. And then that is a chalice, my friend. What is going on? Here, keep in mind, Alchemist Garden is performing. Uh, I keep saying performing. Well, you know, it kind of is performing. I will say performing. Because what you guys do is so interesting and so cool. What's happening at the Mac and Cheese Fest happening Saturday, June 18th. Get involved. We're super excited that these guys are going to be hanging out with us. And I have no idea what they're going to be pouring. I have no idea what they're going to be making. But I know it is going to be wonderful. Because these guys are great. I remember Andrew and Alex from my days going to the Allegretto. I remember Tony Bennett from uh of course 1122 but but more. So uh, it's really cool to see what you guys are going to do this event always sells out so you got to get to the com and get your tickets. We'll see you Saturday June 18th. I understand we got music from the Molly Ringwald project. So we're just going to be dancing our asses off to 80s barefoot, kick off your sandals, chill, beer, wine, cider, spirits, cocktails and then of course what is on top of the, the comfort food chain, right? Macaroni and cheese done in gourmet fashion.
2: TheMacAndCheeseFest.com. What do we put together, Tony Bennett, here? So what you have there is called the Belladonna. Uh, this is a riff on a painkiller. Painkiller is one of my favorite drinks. It's one of Quinn's favorite cocktails. Uh, we love this as our vacation beverage. So our play is going to be a naval-strength butterfat-washed rum. Uh, this cocktail has been rolled out using the Crowbar 114 naval strength that uh, Stephen is creating over there at Crowbar. Uh, very wildly fun. Then we use a Thai coconut milk to process in-house and make a coconut cream. So it's lactose-free, so there's no dairy in this. Uh, housemade Falernum that we do from a 151 What one-trooper. is Falernum? Falernum is a vintage 1940s tiki syrup. Some of the best ones today are still made from alcohol, but most of the store-bought is non-alcoholic, so it's a lot of sugar. Like a different version of Orgeat? Uh, orgeat falls in the same vein because it is an almond extraction, so you're taking the fats and the esters from those almonds. Uh, this is the same thing. We soak uh, an entire pound of almonds into 12 liters of 151 proof rum, and then our assorted spices in-house proprietary blend for about three weeks. So this takes quite a while for us to produce, and it's just one of the many ingredients in it.
0: So uh, what is like like you know, the back of your kitchen? You must have shelves of just a lot of things that are just like baking, marinating, waiting, patiently waiting to be brought to the forefront. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, it's a lot. This is a beautiful cocktail. <laughs> this chalice is unbelievable. And you said you actually, this is I remember back in the day you had Moscow Mules and you get those copper things. Now a lot of the stuff you get is like stainless steel lined with copper. This is a truly copper chalice of majesty. It's beautiful. It feels so powerful drinking from it. I
2: absolutely love it. I love the phrasing there, the chalice of majesty. Oh, what Can I steal that for it? a cocktail name? Oh my God, please.
0: <laughs> and it's got, it's got like, it's all like carved in and embroidered or whatever you call
2: that. Yeah, so this is uh Those are produced by a company called Absolute. Uh, it's a vodka company and they. Absolute, like Absolute? Absolute mm-hmm. Vodka. Oh, yeah. So they make a spirit called Absolute Elix. And the reason they do it in copper is because their first two stills were copper stills, and copper refracts in a different way than stainless, so it creates this twang that you actually taste in the spirit that you won't get from a stainless column.
0: Isn't that interesting?
2: Yeah, it's very wow. Cool.
0: Um, mocktails are a big thing these days. Um, let's talk about mocktails because, Andrew, I know that some people, whether maybe they are don't want to drink for dietary reasons because this is not a good idea that they drink or whatever it is, they have decided, we're like, I'm still, and this is amazing to my mind, they're still down to pay a premium price because you still are putting together a premium drink even though there's no alcohol in it.
3: Yeah, yeah. We All the bells and whistles go into our mocktails. Um, a lot of people drink our mocktails and they're like, wow, they can't believe how good it is. You know, some places are creating distilled spirits now with no alcohol in there. And we're using a lot of those in our mocktails. Um, Tony here, where he's working, this is actually our non alcoholic Negroni. So I don't think I've ever seen a non alcoholic Negroni right. on any mocktail menu. But like the smell, everything? Yeah, you get the bitterness, you get the, the florality of a gin, um, you get the wow. vermouth in there, flavors, and it just blends very nicely. Yeah. How, how often, to the percentage, are you seeing, um, people
2: order the mocktails? Well, uh we sold out of the one non-alcoholic gin play that we brought in within three days of this menu release. And we expected that to last a month. So wow. there is a humongous increase in people that are paying more attention to... The health reasons of not drinking, uh, maybe on a sobriety kick, maybe just because they don't feel like drinking that day. Yeah. Uh, so they're doing really, really well because people want to participate and partake in I know. that scene. And just because their friends are going out, like there's always been that weird stigma if you're not I,
0: It is. It's weird. And I have a friend who like he had some situation where he just decided he wasn't going to drink anymore. And so he's like, oh, if I go to a party, I'll bring, like, you know, like, THC drinks, and he'll just kind of, like, sip on those. But, he, you know, because he wants to have that scene with everybody, but he doesn't want to And he's been really good at sticking to it, because I imagine it's tough for a lot of people. But this is a great way to hang out with your friends, engage in the same way they are, and then be clear-headed and and get home safe and, and do it in a way that you can feel good about. You know, you can, like, you know, go home and... When you relieve the babysitter, be a good parent to your kid and like be alert, attentive, you know what I mean? And not just be and not just be screwed up. So I think, I think it's a great idea. I think it's fantastic.
2: Yeah. Uh, depending on what types of NA mixers you're using, too, uh, many of these cocktails can actually have some substantial health benefits. Because if it's a hydrosol extraction, then non-alcoholic spirit play is going to react inside of your body very similarly to an essential oil. So it could have calming sensations. It could elevate your central nervous system. It could heighten your awareness. Um, there's a lot of really cool components that an essential oil adds to it, And Eastern practices in medicine have used them for a long time uh, as natural remedies. So certain, certain NA drinks will actually play more to the strengths of being beneficial for you, uh, just like juicing. Um, Doing doing things that are healthier and the alternative.
0: Before we get out of here, Alex is going to talk about some incredible awards that you guys got. But, Andrew, I want you to touch on... um, You guys are partnering up with my good friends, Amy and Jamie's Place. And you guys are going to bring the coffee scene into Twin Twin Cities?
3: Yeah, yeah. So, we were able to work something out where we were partnering up with Amy and Jamie's Place. And uh, we're going to take over... The little coffee shop inside of Twin Cities and provide some coffee. Much needed coffee for the hospital there. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do some fun food. Amy Jamie's is gonna provide the food there and they're gonna supply That's us like that. Yeah. And we'll have some other mix uh mixers in there as well. Essentially bring that alchemy twist to the coffee shop. That's crazy cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause obviously at a hospital we're probably not gonna be making painkillers, but <laughs> they might like that. <laughs> <laughs> at a hospital that could be kind of cool. But um, but no, like the coffees and maybe, I don't know, juices or whatever you're putting yeah, together. So we'll that could be really welcome to the nurses, the doctors, the people who are visiting folks. Yeah. And that could be really something cool. So I, I like we said earlier, I love Amy and Jamie's place. Love that you guys are partnering up. with then Amy told me that about a month or so ago, they were talking to you about it. I was like, oh my gosh, like go these guys are so good and she just loves you
3: guys too and i love amy and jamie's place they're they're really awesome yeah they're sweet 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 people and they work really hard and they do and uh we work really hard so it's just nice to be around those people to uh, surround yourself with good good hard-working people like yeah that.
0: alex yeah. let me ask you because you guys have pulled some incredible awards of late Atascadero news past robles press they collab for that best of north county and, like, were you like, okay, one, two, three, four, five? And you won like <laughs> a half a dozen awards. What'd you win?
1: Yes, yeah, so we were very surprised. Um, we got best cocktail, best mocktail, best vegetarian or vegan, best overall specialty foods, best girls night out, best, and best bar.
0: Nice. That's incredible. Just those. Just those. <laughs> <laughs> well, I also know that the best of for New Times is coming out soon. So if you are a fan of Alchemist Garden, uh, stick around because there could be some more great news to, um, you know, publicize after that. I, you know, I love what the best of slow one year I got right behind Dave Hovde and I didn't even know, but I won best, like, I don't know, social media something, which I was very surprised at. But I, I, it was funny because Dave Hovde, our, our, you know, our weatherman. I was like, I lost to Dave Huffey again. (laughs) Well, Alchemist Garden, you got to check them out. They're on Pine and 12th. They're downtown pass. So they're performing at the... uh, um mac and cheese fest the mac and cheese com. don't miss it not only will they be doing cocktails but they will be doing a mac and cheese their food is great their drinks are great and what i love kind of like about amy and jamie's place is you guys the people are so good i've always loved you tony i've always loved you andrew Thank alex you. i've always Thank had you. a great report of you you're so sweet and so awesome Thank eddie you. it was really cool to meet you my man i can't wait to when i come to the bar now nice. like if i don't see them like i got a i got a friend in you too my man you do, you do. and you then I, I can't wait I can't wait to see you, but get crafty yeah. this year at the fair uh, with the uh, craft spirits competition. So thanks enough. guys for supporting and being in the uh, Mac and Cheese Fest. The Mac and Get to the website because this event's gonna sell out. And when you got folks like Alchemist Garden participating in it, and you see all the chefs and all the different drink, drank, you see all the drink we got going on, drank, you gotta get all up in this. The Mac and what a Monday, huh? What a Monday. Thanks, Occamus Garden, for being up and
3: out of the morning. Give yourselves a hand. Yeah. Thanks for having us out of uh huh? For real. Yeah.